Uh, it's Big Joe here on the Fan 9 a.m. hour on July 28th, 2022. Uh, with another wonderful season. Quite a year. The first repeat champion. Um, congratulations there to uh, Dan. But it is a new year. We have Stiff Greg here, and we are about to talk turkey and the 2022 season. Stiff Greg, how are you doing there? Hey, Big Joe. Uh, it's great to be back. It's been a nice summer, a nice hiatus, but uh, we're back into football, baby. Um, it is that time of year. Some people look forward to Christmas time. Some people look forward to the fall leaves. Some people look forward to the first signs of spring. Uh, Big Joe looks forward to uh, football. Um, and Stiff Greg, I, I'm sure you have the same feelings. Uh, I know it was a disappointing year for yourself, uh, and I see you are retooling. What are your thoughts going into uh, what will be quite the interesting draft that uh, Big Joe owns quite a big part of it? Yeah, I'm uh, certainly excited for the draft. I think that uh, there's a lot of wide receiver talent uh, in the middle of the first round. Uh, I do anticipate some reaches on running backs in the beginning, but uh, we're going to see how it shakes out tomorrow. Um, here's what I'll tell you. Um, Big Joe's got a lot of picks this year. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen in the first couple of picks, um, but I'll tell you this. Um, and this is a pretty hot take coming from Big Joe. Either there will be running backs taken here or there won't be. And uh, depending on what happens there, I think you will see that cascade throughout the draft. So, again, either there will be running backs taken, like a Brees Hall or a Kenny Walker, um, or they won't be. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that, Stickbrick? Yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly a hot take and uh, some great analysis you got going. I, uh, I think Brees is locked in at one. Uh, I do think Walker goes two, but – I'm not really in love with either of the situations. Uh, the Jets are terrible. And to be quite honest with you, the only team that might be worse this year is Seattle. So uh, I think that talent may win out, but at least for year one situationally, uh, I can't I can't get rock hard about this. I mean, I really don't know where you can look here for top talent. Uh, it's going to really come down to um, really very heavy – draft analysis um i would not suggest using uh whatever calculator that the uh the berg or galata use because they're very odd calculators they're very weird very very weird emojis um and the values are just odd very odd um galata has made some interesting moves um he's tried to get rid of as many running backs as possible in a league that is really short of running backs um, he's relying on a white guy and a really old guy. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Goliath squad? Is he thinks he's going to compete and he says he has the best squad in the league? Uh, I think he'll be all right weeks one through three. Uh, and then inevitably one of those two backs is going to get hurt and it's all going to fall apart. Uh, he's going to hit a cliff and he's going to have to rebuild. So I'm a little concerned for him, to be honest with you. I mean, what are your thoughts? his reliance on uh, a continued aging white running back. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just a disaster, to be honest with you. Uh, he's uh, McCaffrey's, in my opinion, he's past his prime now. Maybe he gets one more good year out of him, but uh, 
I wouldn't touch him for the price tag that he'd probably want. Um, I agree. Oh, so when we look at the draft here, obviously we know Galat is going backwards. Um, Berg has made some moves. Um, believe it or not, he doesn't have any picks. Um, Derek has made a few interesting moves, and I think um, he always continues to retool, and that's why he's always competitive. Um, what are your thoughts of the top tier squads? Let's say you know one A, one B, top two squads, and really looking at who do you think will make the postseason? Yeah, uh, so I think the clear cut number one squad right now is is got to be Dan, uh, just based on on the running back talent. I mean, Jonathan Taylor and Javante Williams are both excellent. Uh, I do think Williams takes a big step forward this year. Uh, and, you know, he has Mahomes, uh, definitely lacking some receiver talent, but I think he's going to try to address that in the draft. Um, and then, you know, teams two through four are probably a toss up. Um, you know, Jesse's got a great roster, but it's getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, you know, I definitely failed to meet some expectations. So it's it's going to be interesting how uh, the top end shakes up. I have to agree. Um, I have to agree with you. Um, I'm very interested, really, in what shapes up to be the, those bottom those bottom playoff scores. Uh, what I would have to say is really bottom squads. I... I'm starting to wonder what they're doing. Um, I'm looking at a team like the Goliath squad, a Berg squad. Um, I think those guys are locked in. I think they will make the postseason. I think they're going to be, you know, the five five and six spots somewhere in that area. Uh, I like Brandado's squad, actually, for another year. I think he's got another chance to uh, really um, – where is that Berg coming from? What is that? Do you have a Berg? Do you have a Berg? I do not have a bird. I, uh, that what is, is that? Place? That is a bird. I am outside. What kind of but, bird uh, did you bring in this podcast? Shut him up! Shoot him! I did not realize the bird was coming through that loudly. All I hear is a bird. It's a blue jay. I can hear it. It's a blue jay. If I wanted to talk blue jays, I'd work in Toronto. The bird has been taken care of. Wow. That was a loud bird. Okay. Speaking of the bird, um, I'd like to give the bird to Eduardo. Um, Eduardo, um, I, again, don't know what he's doing. Um, he is traded for an aging uh, receiver who now may be in the number two. Uh, now that Julio Jones has joined the fold, um, he's resting his luck on an aging quarterback that is playing one more year. Um, and he still has no running backs. Uh, Steph, Greg, what are your thoughts on Eduardo? Listen, he's he's got two excellent pieces in Chase and Pitts, but his lack of scrote is really going to hold him back. I mean, I didn't like the Evans move. Uh, I don't know why he did that with so much receiver talent. And I don't know. Maybe I'm a, a big James Robinson guy, but I don't think it's going to be ETN's job. And uh, he has no other running backs besides that. So, Eduardo, 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 
I agree with you. I don't know what he's doing. Um, he has no quarterback. He has no running backs. Um, he has a couple of overhyped receivers, uh, and he has a bunch of draft picks next year. As always, he always has draft picks next year. See you next year. Um, I think – I do think he could compete for seventh to eighth. I do. Um, there are some rebuilding squads. Uh, Big Joe's trying to rebuild. Uh, Ricardo is beyond rebuilding. I don't know what he's doing at this point. Uh, Jamato has an interesting squad. Um, I don't know what is going on with his running backs, but he may address that in the draft. Uh, I have to say, you know, I'll tell you, I look at uh, Steve's squad, and I, I tell you, it's starting to come together a little bit. Um, I was a little bit concerned last year about Steve's squad, and I'm looking this year, and I have to say, um, his squad is looking pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, he's got some good running backs. He has got um, some talent, a wide receiver. I think quarterback, he is settled in. Um, and he always has tight end talent there. Uh, a little worried about his kicker, of course. Uh, but anyone that doesn't have tough, I'm worried about. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Steve squad? Uh, it's, it's a solid contender. Uh, you know, I think, I think Burrow might be a better NFL quarterback than fantasy quarterback. But, uh, you know, he picked up Harris. I thought that was a good trade for him. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he does uh, throughout the course of the year and how it comes to um, I have to say I agree with you. Um, really, when I look down at these things here, I have to say, uh, is there really a team outside of Eduardo you'd be surprised if it won? I'd say probably not um, because I feel like anybody can make moves. Um Maybe a Ricardo squad as well, because Ricardo squad doesn't make any moves at all. So maybe you give him basically 0% chance as well. Um, but outside of Eduardo and Ricardo, I'd say anybody could win this year, and I really wouldn't be that surprised. Um, it's one of those years when you start looking at the rosters, the, the depth is just really not there for anybody. Um, depth of quarterback, but uh, what is that going to really do? Hoping will get you on the subway, you know? Um, but his running backs are questionable. Um, they're aging, and they're starting to share time like the other backs. Here, Where I have to say, I don't know where this season could go. All I could tell you is if I had a bet, I'd say Eduardo will not win. Ricardo will not win. And after that, I'm not really sure. Any thoughts on that hot take? Uh, no, we are, we are completely aligned there. I think that uh... – Ricardo's a big pile of shit, to be honest with you. And I think a lot of it's self-inflicted. Uh, I tried to make a deal with him to move up to pick 110 from 112. And he wanted a first-round future first to move two spots. So I said, what am I going to do? Well, I'm not going to pay that absurd price. So I went to Big Joe, and uh, we hammered out a deal, and now I moved up to 1-8. So coincidentally, when I asked him if he would like to move from 110 to 1-8, and I said, the price is a first. He laughed at me and said that was absurd. So uh, that's a little anecdote for you to, to see what we're dealing with here. Uh, just very unreasonable values. And uh, it's not equitable across the board. Well, I will tell you, Ricardo is not going to make any moves. I think he's going to go ahead and draft Brees Hall. He's a big Jeff fan. Um, he would not take Dalvin Cook or Swift for 1.1. Um, so either of those uh, players to me are better than Brees Hall. I mean, I wouldn't want anybody on the Jets. Um, I like Garrett Wilson, uh, but he's on the Jets. 
So I'm a little bit worried about Garrett Wilson because he's um, Kenny Walker. I mean, again, any team that's going to go into a year thinking they can use Drew Locke and Geno Smith, how can you trust that offense? Um, I really don't know. You look at these top players; they didn't land in good spots. I mean, I, I, I there's not anybody on the, that I look at that I would say for sure is a stud player. Will there be stud players? Absolutely. Um, I'd rather have quantity in this draft as far as picks than quality because I really couldn't tell you, you know, tier one players like a Brees Hall, Drake London, Traylon Burks, don't really know what, what type of offenses they're going into, don't know what type of role they're going to have. Um, I'd rather have quantity and picks, not quality here, uh, because there will be four or five players that will be stud players. Could I tell you the exact ones? Probably not. Um, and if I knew, I wouldn't tell you because I have a lot of draft picks. So, um, you could listen to a lot of mock drafts. You could listen to uh, other teams' takes on players. But let's be honest, why would they give you good advice? Um, There's no reason for that. From Galata, um, he stocked up on a lot of late second-round picks. I think he could take either a Kenny Pickett or maybe a kicker. I know he likes kickers as well. Um, So, still not really sure what he's doing. Um, He's got no picks, and now he's got really very minimal players. Uh, I think Derek's going to always be in the hunt for a top six. I think yourself, Stiff Greg, will always be in the hunt for a top six, uh, as will Dan. I think Steve's there, Bernardo, Jesse. Um, those, are the, those are the squads that I would envision being in that top six. Um, Big Joe will perform as always. Eduardo will fold up shop probably by draft time when he trades picks away. Um, I think that's how I see this thing shaping up. Any thoughts, uh, any any interesting information, any insights uh, over the offseason uh, that have happened to you? Uh, anything that you'd like to uh, discuss prior to this draft? Uh, yeah, I mean, there were there were a few interesting moves that, that happened uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I guess going back several months now, I had, I had traded Dalvin Cook for C.D. Lamb. Uh, you know, from my perspective, I... I wanted to get younger. Uh, I like building around receivers and I have some concerns on cook's health. Uh, you know, for Derek, he wanted a top end running back, but interestingly enough, he's now made that move with Berg, which, uh, I like for him. You know, I'm not a big Debo Samuel guy. I think, uh, he's overrated and, uh, he got a lot younger at running back. So, uh, I think that was, that was a smart move. And, uh, somehow he went from lamb and Debo to, Swift and Judy. So uh, that's, he's definitely trending in the right direction. Um, I think Derek's uh, track record really will, you know, buys him a lot uh, with, uh, from my perspective. Uh, And Berg's track record is always bad. Um, I heard Berg's team pulling into the uh, parking lot this morning. And all I could hear was the sound of a dumpster, fire dump truck backing up um again i think he's in a position to uh be close to 500 but nothing more and he has no picks so again uh another berg season starts and really in the exact same way that every other season starts um, with minimal hope and no future promise uh, stiff greg uh we are now getting close to the 9 30 hour is there anything else that you'd like to touch on here or should we bid adieu and 
been a deal. Uh, been a deal. It's always uh, always been been a deal, but uh, really has to reflect back on. Uh, pardon me for a moment, uh, but Big Joe's just reflecting on another another year gone by. Twenty twenty two. Where have you gone? Twenty twenty two. But um, another season for the for Big Joe. Um, now also Chief Joe as he's taken over the full reservation um, down here in Setauget. What would you like to say to the audience in closing? And the big question, will we see you weekly on the Big Joe podcast again this year? Yes, I will absolutely be here weekly. Uh, Stiff Greg is here to say. Um, and I, I would like to just touch on one one thing before uh, we bid adieu here, uh, I would like your prediction for who wins this year and who pulls up number twelve. And uh, this way, first podcast of the year, and we uh, we get it written in stone or or over the audio waves here. Um, Big Joe will write in stone. Um, I, to me, you know, as I uh, see you walking up the mountain, as Moses looking for what I would call the commandments of Joe, um, written in stone. What would I write in stone? Um, I'll call them the 12 commandments and going backwards to forwards. Number 12 would be, of course, Ricardo. Ricardo is a 12th place squad. Uh, he was a 12th place squad nearly last year. He's a 12th place squad this year. Ricardo, number 12. Um, number 11. Uh, I really got to think about this one. Look, I'll be honest. Um, Big Joe squad is not set to compete this year. Um, but as always, Big Joe has a lot of heart and will will compete. So number eleven, I would have to say, will probably be Jamano. Uh, number ten, Eduardo. His squad is always bad. Prove me wrong, Eduardo. Prove me wrong. I have yet number ten. Uh, number nine, um, I'm gonna have to go with the, the Berg squad. At number nine, um, I think he'll compete. I think where we're looking here from nine to like number five or very, very close. But I, Berg to me doesn't have much heart, no picks to improve squad again. So I'm going to go number nine will be uh, Berg, of course. Uh, number eight. Number eight is another tough spot. Um, but I'll probably go with Galato, uh, number eight for Galato. Um, number seven, I will probably have to go with, uh, Derek. I think he will be on the outside looking in this year, making a lot of moves, has some potential, but I think it's going to be, uh, pretty tight. Uh, number six would be, uh, probably that's going to be a tough one. Number six is going to be tough. Um, you're thinking about, when you think about playoff pedigree and who can make uh, you have to really go with the guys that have been there year after year after year. Um, and number six, I'm going to probably have to go with, uh, with yourself, Stiff Greg. I think you're in a, uh, I think you're in an interesting situation. I think you make the postseason, but I think there's some moves to be made. Uh, and, uh, I think you're in, I think you could be easily a top four squad, but I think you still have moves to make. Uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on, uh, on that, that take? Uh, I think six is a little, a little light here. 
I still think I'm a top four squad. Uh, and I believe in, in my management that, that I'll certainly make the playoffs. I might not win it this year, full transparency, but, uh, I think I'll, I'm good for at least, you know, one to two playoff rounds. And, uh, uh, I'm looking at ideally a top four spot. I'd be happy with. Uh, wouldn't shock me would not shock me. Um, I think your squad needs, has some, has some work to do, but has some prospects in the draft. Um, depending on if you hit if you hit on those picks to me a top three squad um, if they if they don't hit or they struggle in year one I think it will be um, a little bit more difficult for you um, I do like uh, this year I do um, got a chance to be a, a top four contender um, I have him as number five right now I probably would have if I had a look. The Galata squad, have I, I don't even know if I fit on the Galata squad. Uh, to be honest, the Galata squad probably really more is in the six area, maybe even seven. Um, again, it, it's very close. Uh, so I may amend that and say that I think Galata will be number six. I think uh, Stiff Greg could be number four, number five. Uh, I think Steve will be in the four or five category as well. Um, and then really looking at the remaining players here, we're talking about Dan, of course. We're talking about Brindado. Are we talking Brindado? I think we already had Brindado. I think we are talking really about Dan, Brindado, and Team 8. Um, it's really a toss-up. I mean, it's really tough. I think Team 8, I think uh, Vilma Fett are looking at that top two places. I really do. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 I'll be honest with you. Every time I look at this, I think differently. All I got to do is look at these teams. I'm going. I'm going through the stats. I, I, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. I, I, to me, it's a toss up. I think anybody could win except Eduardo and Ricardo. I really do. I feel that way. I mean, you got to like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I always liked. Um, always, always, always liked home improvement. Um, so I think he could be good. Um, Pat Mahomes. I like his father as a pitcher. He does have Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. I mean. When Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup, he's Cooper Cup. And uh, you have to like those guys. They are aging. Um, so you, when you start to look at the roster, I mean, Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, I mean, those guys could easily take a huge step back or disappear. You just don't know. Um, I, I, I just – when I look at these teams, every team is flawed. Every team is flawed. Uh, some more than others, but every team has flaws. They will play a huge role this year, as they always do. I just don't know where to go. I mean, I'm really confused. I'm looking at these squads, and there's nobody that – nobody makes big jokes either. Nobody. And that's why it's really hard for me to make these picks. I could I could throw them – I could throw them in a bingo ball counter, pull them out one at a time, and I think I might have just as good a chance of picking the order. I don't know, Stiff Greg. Stiff, uh, help me here with some clarity. What are your top 12? Yeah, I mean – Number 12 is Ricardo. Uh, number 11 is Gennardo. Uh Steph, uh, we don't hear you, Steph. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah! Yeah. Uh, 12 is certainly Ricardo. Uh, 11 is Gennardo. Uh 10 is Eduardo. Uh, that's pretty easy. Uh, from there, it gets a little bit more difficult. Uh, I'd have to put Big Joe at 9 in a rebuilding year. 
Uh, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Uh, eight. I'd probably put the Galata squad once those those running backs get hurt. Um, seven. I think Derek. Uh, I think Berg sneaks in and gets his first playoff berth at six. Uh, Steve, I'll I'll go five. Uh, I'll put myself four. Uh, Brandon, I'll say he's got some pieces that he can maybe squeak into top three. And then uh, I'll take teammate at two. And, uh, you know, if I had a rank today, I got to go Dan at one. I think that's a fair. I mean, I think um, that was eloquently put. Um, very, very similar to Big Joe's hot takes. I, the only teams I really know are, are the Dregs. I could always name the Dregs. You just go Jamato, Ricardo, Eduardo. Um, and they're the Dregs. Jamato, and he's working his way back. The other guys are just Dregs. When, when Dregs are Dregs, they're Dregs. And they're, they're Dregs. Um, I still, I'd love to see Eduardo make some bold moves. I mean, he's got so many picks next year. What is he going to do? Blow them again? I mean, uh, you look at the picks that he takes. Maybe uh, Denzel Mims will be available next year as well. You could draft him again. Um, just trade the picks, get some established players, and try to win the damn thing. Um, yep. Why sit on this thing year after year after year after year after year? Look, he's sitting on a pasteurized egg, okay? Not a pasteurized egg. It's not going to hatch. He can sit on it, keep it warm, he can fart. Whatever he does, he can sit on that thing, he can put it in a heat lamp, it ain't hatching. There is no bird. There is no chickadee. Chickadoo. There ain't one. He ain't winning with his current strategy. It ain't happening. And he's been sitting on that egg for years after year after year. And all he's got is a rotten egg. That's it. He's got a rotten egg. He doesn't have anything to show for it. Why not make the moves and go for it? Go for it. Fly the coop. Try to win the title this year. Or what are you doing? I don't know what you're doing. You're just paying $200 a year, $250 a year, and to what? Do nothing? Not, there's no, no shred of enjoyment. No smile on his face. No pep in his step, as they say. He just sits and watches a rotting caucus of a roster put up less than 100 points a week. And stares at words on a screen that say, 2023 first-round pick, Eduardo. 2023 first-round pick, Steve. 2023 first-round pick, Greg. He just stares at that. How fun is that? Who would pay $250 for that? You could, get a, you could get a cheap hooker for $250 and have a better time this year. Why bother doing that? Have a good time. Make some moves. Have a few laughs. Rip off Berg. Whatever you've got to do. Don't just sit and watch nothing. And I just don't understand why Eduardo does that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. Win, lose, or draw, I'm going to have a good time. Big Joe's going to have a good time. Uh, Stiff Greg's going to have a good time. A lot of these guys will have a good time. And then there's others that will just sit and watch their team rot, uh, have a rotting caucus. I can't even imagine going week to week thinking that they even have a chance to win. Um, when you're projected to score 60 points, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. It's a, it's a scary thing. I, 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 don't, I would not want to live a full season like that. Um, any closing thoughts? Uh, no, just very much looking forward to uh, the draft, to the season. Happy to be back uh, in the podcast booth and uh, hoping that everybody has a great season. Look, um, 
there will be a new Big Joe theme song. It will be uh, unveiled during this podcast. You will hear it. Um, you will have heard it already um, by the time you get to this point in our podcast. Um, we have undergone renovations in the studio. Um, the crew has turned over, so we all work at the kinks out. But look, Big Joe is the number one podcast globally. Um, you can check Spotify, number one podcast for the uh, Joe Harrington Dynasty League. Um, it's listened to in China. It's listened to in Iran. Um, and they don't even let women walk around there with non-coverings on their head. And they let them listen to this podcast. That's how popular it is. Um, it's listened to in Brazil. It's listened to worldwide. Um, for the worldwide audience, I would say um, Zing Wang, Zing Wang, Yugazam, Samadol, Buongiorno, uh, and good day. Back. If this. <laughs>